Dave, don't forget about the Keurig thing. Popcorn! And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by my co-host, Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, they're tourists. What do they know? Our producer extraordinaire, Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. And our amazing rotating Mickey Dude commentator, Kyle Ostrander. So, oh boy. A bear walks into a bar. Does he say ow? He says, I'll take a shot. Okay, I like where this is going. He no. says, I'll take, I'll take a shot and a beer. Bar- bartender says, why the big pause? There's like, I don't know, I was born with him. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm laughing in spite of myself with that one, but I'm still laughing. So you know Sing. what, my friend? Well done. Mm. Yeah, good Good job, Kyle. Yay. <laughs> I'm full of chili too, so. So yeah. I had this conversation today how the internet has basically taken away the the uh, the art of telling a good joke. And then later on as we're going through the conversation, I'm like, wait a minute, no, that's actually not true because it seems like dad jokes are really popular now and Kyle, you embody that. And another friend then had a uh, response for me as far as uh, jokes being dead and everything, and he's like, "No, he's just, they they actually evolved. Now we have visual jokes in the form of memes." Mm-hmm. So it's interesting somehow the way uh, the way life kind of uh, evolves and everything. But yeah, memes are now the standard joke. Popcorn. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. You guys need to get caught up on your memes. Also, you need a teenage uh, girl in your household. I, I don't know that I want one of those. Oh, okay, no. That... I deal with <laughs> enough teenagers in my everyday life. I try to kind of uh, keep my distance at times. I know <laughs> I know too many uh, things right now, and honestly, some of the other things, it's like, uh, okay, I'm old, I shouldn't know some of this stuff, and I do, and I'm kind of embarrassed to even admit it, so... <laughs> right. But I guess it gives me a little bit of an edge on my job. But some of th- some of these things now that uh, the teenagers are going for, I really wish I didn't know about. <laughs> Make of that what you uh, wish. But I am not familiar with the whole popcorn thing, so <laughs> you're gonna have to enlighten me after uh, our recording. Is this about Michael Jackson? <laughs> no. no. I was gonna say, quite. who's that? <laughs> But today is a special day, ladies and gentlemen, because we are recording this episode on Sunday, November 18th. Our pal Mickey Mouse has turned 90 today, and we will be releasing this show on Thanksgiving. So for those of you who actually had enough time to uh, download and listen to this on Thanksgiving, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. 
if you are uh, like me, who's probably doing 9,000 things for the family and probably listening to this a couple of days later because your regular schedule has been disrupted due to the holiday, I hope you and your family had an amazing Thanksgiving and enjoy the upcoming holiday season, whatever holidays you celebrate. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory well how about that joffreys coffee ladies and gentlemen i'm actually uh, celebrating mickey's birthday now with a nice hot cup of uh, mickey's 90th anniversary blend this is a very strong coffee from uh, joffreys i remember when talking to uh, chris the roastmaster he basically told me that when he creates a, a blend for place on the Disney property. He kind of goes with the menu and kind of just tries to uh, mix up the flavors based on the flavors of the restaurant. So the wave is a lot of uh, new age cooking with a lot of uh, new tastes. So what he does is he it's a fusion place. So he mixes a whole bunch of beans from all different countries together for his uh, wave blend for um, a place like uh, Yatsman Steakhouse, it's very, uh, it's it's very uh, bold beef flavors, so it's more of a stronger coffee. Well, the Mickey blend. Have any of you else had it? I got some of the house right now. Okay, so here's my here's my reaction to it. It's a very bold, strong coffee. It kind of pops in your mouth, and I kind of think that uh, he was inspired for this particular blend. I'm going to guess that it's kind of bold and pops in your mouth because uh, Mickey Mouse is basically just a part of just not even pop culture, just American culture. He's just everywhere. He's kind of just he kind of just sticks out and he is a he is a major uh, part of our lives and everything. So I guess you can't say regular culture and pop culture. So, you know, the flavors kind of pop in your mouth. They're kind of a very strong presence, just like Mickey Mouse. uh, he kind of just uh, makes his mark on the window of society everywhere he goes. So that's my interpretation of the coffee. Any of you guys have any idea? That sounds legit. No, no it's, it sounds delicious. I'm afraid to actually open my bag. I have a bag of uh, whole whole beans. Uh, maybe I'll crack it open tomorrow just for the occasion. I use it, mine. Um, I got my everyday cheap coffee. That's right before I wake up. But that Mickey's is a... Special occasion, not special occasion, but every once in a while, it's because it is so darn good. And like Jet, I just I don't want to use it all right now. You see, I save as long as I can. I forget that I have it in the house because I'm a I'm a carrot guy, so I'm always looking for K cups. So I ordered I order a lot of uh, Joffrey's uh, K cups, but I do the mm-hmm. uh, donut blend in the morning, and I forget about everything else. I haven't the bag that I have. I picked up at. Uh, food and wine because i figured it would be a good photo opportunity for the for the uh, podcast and uh 
it was just uh, it was just for the regular coffee maker. So for me to actually pull out my coffee maker, it doesn't happen that often. So I often forget that I have it in the house because I'm just always going for my K cups. I don't um, think it's available in K cups. I think I I have I wish that uh, all flavors were, but I can see I can see how uh, that might not be the best economical decision for them. So. Well, now Keurig had I got I, I got a Keurig too, but they got a little uh, a cup essentially that you fill up with whatever blend you want to, and then put it in receptacle. Yes, I'm aware. So, I'm aware that they yeah. have it. I've just been too lazy to go out and purchase it. Yeah, Amazon like four bucks. One of these days, that'll something that I will uh, I will definitely do. But it's just it's always on the back of the to do list, and I forget about it until I need it. If one of you could remind me during the week, I would really appreciate that. Look at your Keurig thing. Yes. <laughs> Remind me after. Actually, after no. We... That th- that works because you'll listen to this on Thursday, and you will have your reminder to go get your Keurig thing. Boom. You think I listen to the show? Well, That's you're gonna funny. need to on this one, because the reminder's in it. <laughs> I only I only listen when I'm not on it. There's I the don't hour. need to listen to it. I know what we've said. <laughs> There's the days hour. when I don't come on it. I listen to I listen to keep up with the Joneses. I mean, other aside from that, well, this time, Dave, the reminder to get your Keurig thing is in is baked into this one. <laughs> yeah, but I think Jeff is editing this week, so it's just gonna kind of just go in one ear out the other after this. I'll send you a um, reminder to listen. <laughs> okay, we'll send the reminder to listen, not the reminder for the Keurig thing, but the reminder <laughs> to listen. <laughs> I hate you people. You people. <laughs> you people. <laughs> We're going to have a special treat at the end of this week's episode. Mm-hmm. It's going to be just me talking. Dave, don't forget about the Keurig thing. <laughs> Watch next time we meet again. Dave, did you buy the Keurig thing? No. no I, forgot. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> so basically, whenever, we're on the sh- whenever Dave's on the show, when was the guy say Keurig? At least three times in the whole show. I don't know that anyone's going to remember that. At this point, I feel like Keurig is a uh, sponsor. Hey, but Keurig, of... um, get contact with Jeff. No, but if they want to send us stuff. Information. <laughs> but speaking of sponsors, Kyle. What? What is DVC Resale offering? DVC Resale Market are great friends over there. Got some pretty cool listings. Let me see here. Animal Kingdom, 160, 160 points. Use year February, $106 a point. 16,960. Not bad. Saratoga Springs, 300 points. Use your August, $106 a point, $31,800. Polynesian, 150 points. Use your August, $149 a point, $22,350. And that's six weeks listings by DVC Resale Market. Going to get into today's topic. So, I know nothing about tonight's show. All I know is that Destination D was held this weekend at the Contemporary, and there were a whole lot of announcements made, uh, mostly about Walt Disney World. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I really didn't pay much attention. Yes, we did have the group chat going on, and uh, we did have our very own Jeff minute by minute as things were being announced and posted. He was lighting up the group chat, but... This thanks, weekend, Jeff. I kind of... What? I said, thanks, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't read any of the, of the articles that he posted because I just was 
this weekend I was just preoccupied with a couple things and every time it went off I was just not at a conducive time so I figured when we decided that we were going to talk about this on today's show I decided that uh, I'm not even going to do any preparation I'm not going to do any of the reading because uh, I'm thinking that I'm going to just I want to be surprised since I'm completely ignorant as to the new changes I know that like there's something at DHS like Supposedly, a couple of things. Yeah, <laughs> was it replacing Phantasmic or something? Well, Pat wouldn't know what that is, but yeah, do you want to start there? I guess so. That I guess, that was the last one. I know they like named the rides of the of of the uh, Star Wars attractions or something, but uh, other than that, I'm just completely in the dark here. So I figured it might be fun to uh, be surprised. Hmm. All right, so. Film me in, gents. Okay. Well, this mm. wasn't expected at all. All right. Here's what to expect for a new a new Mickey Mouse experience will delight guests at Disney parks and beyond. Uh, Runaway Railway. We're not talking about that right yet. Mickey Mouse offering at Disneyland. Actually, that's pretty exciting. Um, What's that? Uh, um, what did they say? We're coming back. The uh, Two parades. Mickey's Mickey Sensational. Mickey Sensational. Uh, starting January 18th, uh, there's going to be a new Mickey's uh, Mix Magic nighttime show. Um, and Mickey's Sensational is coming back to Disneyland? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm With gonna a, need to book a trip. Float. I'm going to need to book a trip over there because that is like my all-time favorite daytime parade. That music just makes me happy. I still run to that soundtrack. Yeah. I wish it would come to Florida. Yeah. Or some kind of parade come to Florida. <laughs> Yeah. So the, what we were originally talking about was the uh, Wonderful World of Animation nighttime show at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It was unveiled that a new, all new cinematic nighttime experience, the Wonderful World of Animation, which will debut at Disney's Hollywood Studios in May um, of 2019 as part of the park's 30th anniversary celebration. The show is going to use state-of-the-art projection technology to take guests on a magical journey through more than 90 years of Disney animation all the way all the way at the beginning with Mickey Mouse himself. I'm going to guess, you know, 90 years ago from this day, Steamboat Willie. Um, now, the only thing is, it does not say that it's replacing Fantasmic. No, the, the picture is misleading. I think that's the picture I sent you guys. You zoom. Well, the picture is double misleading. Well, you zoom in. It's it's the Grumman's Chinese Theater projection show is what it's going to be. Okay, yeah, that's and but it looks like the water screens. Yeah. So we're we're looking at a replacement for the Star Wars show more than a replacement for Fantasmic. Right. Okay, th- that's good because Pat still has yet to see. <laughs> um, Fantasmic. Okay, so here's a question. Is it going to be a replacement for the Star Wars fireworks, or is it replacing that I hope so. that mini show that they have before the Star Star Wars fireworks? Yeah, uh, they didn't they didn't make it clear. Yeah. You know, because yeah, the way because the way the announcements. Well, the yeah. way it looks, the picture, it doesn't look like there's any pyrotechnics. I wouldn't be surprised if Star Wars show stays around. Yeah, and me. it's just that uh, celebrate that cinematic spectacular thing that they have beforehand. Cinematic. They just. 
yeah, I, whatever it is, but they have the projection show. It's just it's just projections on the yeah Chinese theater beforehand. It wouldn't surprise me if they got rid of they got rid of just the uh, live action movies and they just uh, made this a um, a tribute to animation. Yeah, it could be. They, well, they I mean, got... you got to remember that's where a lot of the animation was intended to be made was in that park. So I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm 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 fine with it too. I just uh, wasn't sure exactly. I just knew that there was a show. I just didn't. Looking at the concept art now. Well, the concept art looks fantastic, but it's concept art. So yes, but my my point with the concept art is, if you look around on the Chinese theater, there's all animation scenes. If you look in the sky, there's no pyrotechnics. So I'm thinking that this is not a fireworks show. Okay. Kyle, what's your thought? Uh, they, they need to get rid of that Star Wars uh, show anyway. That th thing's trash. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think there's far too much Star Wars in the park as it is. No, no, no I'm not saying that much. <laughs> I'm just saying that. that I think that they're that not going to get trash. rid of that because I think that that's going to be a cash cow for them. For them to because once Galaxy's Edge is open, I'm sure that they're going to just revamp that fireworks show and everything or, it's, it's a way to, it's it's a crowd drawer anyway you're coming for star wars you know you're gonna yeah. stay because there's nothing else point. to do i think i, give you I know that right but I, I think the star wars thing the star wars thing right now is it's a teaser kind of like what launch bay is because once star wars lands opens launch bay is going to go away i guarantee or I, i'm thinking that the star wars show is going to go away too because why you need a teaser now it's here right my thing is this, if you're already in the parks anyway, they get people, you know, they've come in to experience Star Wars, you know, they might be online for all that time and everything, but even if they've experienced Galaxy's Edge, now they're in the rest of the park, it gives them this incentive to stay around, to end their Star Wars day with something majorly Star Wars. On the I way out, you're feel... underestimating the amount of time that people are going to be spending waiting in Galaxy's Edge. Not in Galaxy's Edge, waiting in Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I agree with Dave as well, kind of, because, yeah, it's end of the day. Let's bring people out of Galaxy's Edge. Hey, there's a, here's some more Star Wars for you. Right at the exit, let's get on out of here. But I I seriously think that it's going to go away once Galaxy's Edge does open. I don't think they're going to replace it with anything, but I, again, it's right now it's just a teaser. It's like, hey, we got Star Wars stuff still here mm -hmm. besides... Um. Uh, what's that? Darn Star Tours. Star, besides Star Tours, we got some other stuff coming. Yep. But I, I do gotta say, they need to bring back Star Wars weekends, Galaxy's Edge or not. Yeah, that was good stuff. Oh, it was amazing. I never got to go to one of those. Um, but at the great. same time, I don't really care. I'm not the world's biggest Star Wars fan. <gasps> No, that's a good point there, Chuck. That that's kind of my hot take on the whole deal. I think this animation. Thing, celebration of animation is probably going to be a bridging gap uh, to introduce uh, to kind of get people to remember it's not the whole park is not going to be Star Wars. Um, you're going to have your area that's dedicated for Star Wars fans and Star Wars people that love that stuff, but that that's not you know that's not all the public. So you know th then they're going to have to have mm. a bridging way of keeping the kids and the family with little kids in the in the park. I don't know. That's why there's Mickey and Minnie's mm -hmm. Runaway Railway yeah. coming. Yeah, and, so, and you know what? That actually sounds really exciting, too. 
Yeah. Um, Dave, because you uh, your show prep is second to none this week. Uh, did you see the Runaway Railway update? I did not see anything on Runaway ra- Railway except for... Yeah, that's a tongue for, twister, right? Yeah, except for a post today by Panda saying that they found the original whistle from Steamboat Willie, and they're going to yeah, be using that. that in the ride. What do you mean they found the whistle? <laughs> they went through the archives, and they have the original whistle that was blown for the boat on Steamboat Willie. And they're going to be using that. Like the sound effect? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Well, with that being said, um, the news that came out of D23 this week, uh, excuse me, this weekend, Bob Chapek announced on Saturday that the ride is expected to open in about a year. So that would put the uh, opening date sometime in the fall of 2019. Um, Star Wars time. Yeah. Yeah. All, All the announcements that came out of D23 this weekend were dated um late 2019 um we'll get to some more of that in a little bit but this is going to be a first ever ride through attraction themed to mickey mouse and it is expected to you expected to use and i am quoting here breakthrough technology to transform two-dimensional cartoons into an amazing real world experience um it's going to be a new a new story and a new theme song um I I don't know. I, I mean, I'm excited to have something back in Grauman's Chinese Theater. I, it, we don't exactly have a ton of information about this, though. So, No, it was originally supposed to be about May, so this has definitely got some kind of delay mm-hmm. associated yep. with it. Now, is this going to be a projection or kind of along the lines yes. of... It's a projection the whole way through? No. It's oh, okay. a projection and, to oh, my understanding. and. Okay. Well, it, it says award-winning 2D. Well, the using breakthrough technology to transform a two-dimensional cartoon into an amazing real-world experience. So, kinda. Now there's a uh, there's a Mickey Mouse cartoon. I, I can't tell what it is. Where it's mixing 2D and 3D. Are you talking about Get a Horse? Get a Horse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's okay. Along so those lines. here's a question. Yes. Now, I've already made my my feelings clear on this, but what do you think of the animation for the new uh, Disney uh, shorts that they have? Love it. I personally hate it. Oh. I love it. Kyle and Dave fight to the death. Pay-per-view. <laughs> no, I know just... we've already... We've discussed this. You've said it, it's reminiscent of Ren and Stimpy. Correct. It's more... Uh, it's not adult. I don't want to say adult, but, you know, I could sit there with my, my 10-year-old and laugh along with him because it's, it's just funny. Oh, they're, they're great stories. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. When I'm in Disney, they have a whole they have a whole um, channel that just put that stream that not streams them just keeps them playing all day long. Except from right. the hours of six to ten, when I want to uh, go to bed on the race and I want to actually watch cartoons, I can't because that stupid Duffy the Bear storybook is on. Well, I, I hate it too. I'm I'm down on it too, Dave. Um, you know, it's it's them just trying to, you know, Mickey has changed throughout the years, and this is just another transformation to trying to keep him fresh. So I understand. It just seems so cheap. It, it seems like I agree. cheap animation. It just that's the point. Compared to the other, yeah, I know. But compared to the state of the art animation that they Disney was always the groundbreaker in animation, and 
they were the gold standard in animation. So like the the animation for Mickey and all those, it was like really sharp. And now it just seems like Disney is cutting corners. And I guess maybe that's the thing that I'm not okay with 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 the new show, with the new uh, cartoons. The stories are awesome. Right, but can you see you know you know Christmas Carol Mickey doing that kind of stuff they do in the same kind of storyline? That animation. Uh, Why not? I, I I guess I could, but what what I guess bug bugged me the most is going back to the D D twenty three expo. Um, they started rolling out merchandise with the new um, what what do we affectionately call it the heroin uh, Mickey? <laughs> the, yeah, I'll give you that. And, and drunken hobo Goofy. Yeah, they started rolling out merchandise with t shirts and stuff. Well, they had uh, Fantasia or Sorcerer Mickey. Um, in the heroin style, so you know that that really bugged me, I guess. Yeah. Um, but if if you zoom in to that new animation, um, world wonderful world of animation projection show, that it's the classic uh, Sorcerer Mickey they're showing on there. So at least you know yeah. it's still going to be you know focused on some of that classic stuff, I guess. But now could it be kind of like a a joke, a sense like back when Stitch was being released for all the promos, he was being inserted in all the movies kind of deal um yeah. i know what you're saying but i don't i don't think so no okay i'm sure I, I don't think the company would ever use mickey in, in a joking manner right like he's their cash mouse not cash cow yeah. cash <laughs> yeah. yeah i do enjoy the animation i do enjoy the stories but like yeah if i go to a meet and greet and it's heroin mickey i'll be mad mm. That's yeah, a that's a good point. point. No, that's a good point. Uh, they would have to transform, I guess, all the way they'd down have to the... You know what? I think they'd have to transform so much yeah, that you don't yeah. have to worry about that, but that's a really scary point. Right. Anyways. Yeah, I'm sure we'll love it. I mean, that ride's probably going to be really cool, new technology and all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let's see what happens. I mean, they got to figure out some way to move 2D to 3D. Um, because they're not making any changes to the physical footprint of the building. So I would imagine some screen-based, practical effect-based uh, attraction. Sucks a ton. That sucks a ton of people. Yeah. Well, Ew. It, <clears throat> you know it's not going to eat a ton of people up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to segue here. You guys giggling aren't helping. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> we we could do the Mickey Mouse uh, sound alike hour. All right, uh, Kyle, your turn. That's toward that's toward the end, right? <laughs> oh boy! Oh man, I'm full of chili. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move on because Dave. Uh, Dave needs to hear more about what's happening at Hollywood Studios. So, Dave, can you guess where we're going next in Hollywood Studios? Galaxy's Edge? Or oh, we are actually going to the Black Spire Outpost. Woo!
Kyle, please contain yourself. Um, so we have a couple announcements out of the Black Spire Outpost, which is Galaxy's Edge. Um, apparently the cantina was already known to be Uga's cantina. I am not the person to be reading this, by the way. Um, the Millennium Falcon attraction has received a name and it is going to be the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and will feature, oh boy, uh, Hondo... Onaka and Chewie. Oh, yeah, what, what he said. And Chewbacca. Um, Kyla, did you have any Wookiee meat in your uh, chili today? Uh, no. Or is it just too chewy? It wasn't that chewy. Ah, very good then. Um, I see where you. Uh, ah, uh huh. Um, <laughs> the, the Battle Escape attraction was also. Um, given a name, and that is called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. See, that one I can pronounce. It's not, you know, Hondo, Uga Chaka, and Chewbacca. Um, in the Battle Escape tra attraction, guests can join an epic battle between the First Order and the Resistance, including a face-off with Kylo Ren himself. Yep. Also released were two new um, teasers, I guess you could call them. Th yeah, I'm watching it now. The word is footage that is used. I would call it a teaser. Um, so if you have time, go take a look. It looks pretty cool. But also one of the bigger things that they announced is the background music for um, the land. And Super it is going to be created and original um, by John Williams. So Ooh, they're yes. not just going to be using the existing music that he has. He has written new music for this land in and of itself, and there is a uh, video for that as well. Um, do you think we could put this in the in the show without getting a copyright strike? No, YouTube. Yeah, fair point. Well, actually, yeah, we can't. We just can't do it live. So we, if we had a live show right now, we couldn't show it. But okay, very good. So I would definitely recommend you uh, take a look at those three videos, Dave. Dave, we are giving you homework. You better be writing this down. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, Star Wars Land. I mean, not a lot of huge news coming out of it. Um, we, we still have, you know, release or opening dates, excuse me, of summer 2019 for Disneyland and later at uh, Disney World. So, not, not a ton coming out of that. I'm just excited about John Williams. He, uh, cause he said that after the ninth Star Wars, he is done with doing Star Wars stuff. I'm actually surprised he's come back in to do the score for the land. Well, I'm sure Disney has a checkbook that involves oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of zeros sure. that can buy him to do pretty much whatever right. they want. And, and, it, and it, it kind of falls along the lines of like, if you're in, if you're in, uh, they don't use the real actors in the cartoons for the voices in the in the the parks. Like when you go see uh, Toy Story Land, it's not Tim Allen speak. It's not Tim Allen doing Buzz Lightyear. Some guy they hired to do Buzz Lightyear voice. So instead of doing like you know some John Williams ripoff, they uh -huh. got they got Sir John Williams. I don't think he's British, but you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> well, actually, um, him being British has nothing to do with him being knighted, does it? Is he, is he British? I don't know. No. <laughs> but I just watched the uh, trailer for 
Millennium Falcon. It kind of looks like a cross between Mission Space and Star Tours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they confirmed six seats um, also. Yeah, so, so it's a, it's kind of more intimate. But what did I see the final number being of people per hour? 1,200, I think. Was wow. that what I saw? That's a lot of people, actually. That's that's an estimate, but yeah, that seems about right. And John Williams is from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news coming out of the Mickey Dudes podcast. He's still Sir John Williams and me, so... Is that confirmed? Well, Wikipedia. Mm. <laughs> he probably put that in there. He's probably actually from like Scotland or something. So, Dave, what are your thoughts on Star Wars Land? I mean, not a ton of news coming out of it, but... I'm curious to see with with the amount of people that are coming through uh, the Millennium Falcon ride, how long lines will get. That seems like it could be... uh, Is that a people eater? 1,200 people? I don't think so. No, 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 it's slow. Not at all. It's a slow one? That's almost like Pandora. No, Hmm. I think it's slower than Pandora, truthfully. Yeah, because Pandora holds like, what, 40 people at one time? 16 times 3 times... Oh, no, don't start that crap. That's me, <laughs> You're going to activate Kyle's uh, vertigo again. Kyle, go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Oh, math. I just called you John for some reason. Sorry, yeah, whatever. You're, you're, Sorry, you're still thinking of uh, John Williams, I think. Yeah. That's how excited I am about John Williams' soundtrack. All right, well, why don't you tell me about the Star Wars Hotel? Uh, well, they didn't really announce anything. They, didn't they, they showed... like? Didn't they like like give out a blueprint or something? And it's like uh, well, set they up, didn't like, exactly give it out. <laughs> it was found. They released some new concept art images, um, which is being a, built adjacent to the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, I mean, they didn't, the blueprints that are out there were not released by Disney. So that is a very important factor. Um, now from Disney's press release, this is a groundbreaking experience and it will be unlike any resort experience you've ever seen from the moment you board your launch pad. It is fully immersive, multi D multi day star Wars adventure aboard a luxury starship, complete with high end dining space view cabins. And all of the exciting action you would expect from an authentic Star Wars experience. So that being said, that's Disney's um, take on it. You are correct in the Star Wars hotel um, permit, I think, is what was what was found, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there are permits found by a website called californiacoasterkings.com which i'm sure is a very reputable website <laughs> um you you have your your entryway and the arrival experience is kind of like a long hallway um adjacent to the dining experience um there is a shuttle to star wars galaxy's edge and cabins which are called or excuse me guest rooms which are called cabins but based on this um, permit, there is not a ton of rooms. Wait a minute. You said shuttle. Did, was that officially announced? No. 
This is off of the map. Okay. Wait, was it officially announced? Well, it showed a picture of a shuttle. Um, I wouldn't show. I wasn't sure if that was the arrival, like simulating an arrival uh, to the, to the. Uh... Well, the concept art showed people driving up in their own cars. Okay. For the uh, for the entryway. Now, th this is actually, we we actually reported on this months ago, but we're not going to take credit for it because I don't remember when I said it. Um, we're not talking a huge hotel here. According to the permits, um, the first floor has 32 regular cabins and two first-class cabins. So you can spend extra money on top of your extra money. Um, if the second floor has the same layout, we're not talking a, anything over 100 rooms. We're talking maybe 68, 69 rooms, depending on how that layout works out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were. I was talking about that this weekend with my wife. It, Disney's pulled off some uh, an awesome move here by creating a land cruise, essentially, in, from my estimation. Mm -hmm. They, uh, you know, without the the high end cost of uh, supporting a ship and and mitigating, you know, waters, treacherous waters, and weather, and and all that good stuff, and sicknesses, and <laughs> and you know, people are just going to show up, and that'll be their cruise for you know two or three nights. Um, staying aboard this ship, so-called. Um, the only thing is, my wife reminded me, is every, everybody's going to want to go to Galaxy's Edge. So I know you said shuttle, but I haven't heard anything announced officially on how they're going to you know, bridge that, that gap. But uh, I can imagine there's going to be like a special morning thing where, where they get early access or something. There's got to be some kind of uh, perk for this or maybe late access. The only thing I can relate yeah. it to is um, when Wizarding World of Harry Potter opened the Diagon Alley component, at least, especially. Um, it was so super popular. There were packages you could pre pre buy. Now, they're n none of those hotels are connected directly to it, but it gave everybody early access, exclusive access to uh, the, the uh, Diagon Alley area. Um, so anyway, it, there, there's some precedent that there may be some kind of shuttle. That'd be cool if they kept you like super immersed where you you don't even see the light of day you you just see these projection screens even in the shuttle that'd be really that'd be slick. yeah so what i'm reading is the wdwnt um analysis of the blueprints and it says for all the speculation of walkways connecting the hotel to star wars galaxy's edge at disney's hollywood studios it appears that guests will actually be transported via some type of shuttle bus vehicle which is a redundant sentence um, that will keep them in the story while bringing them to to the planet of but two. Yeah, that'd be yeah, cool. But whatever. <laughs> um, looking at some of the other blueprints, there will be security in the hotel um, that you go. It looks like you go through when you arrive and check in. Um, I'm sure this is all be themed. I'm sure you're not going to get the blue uniformed cast members. Um, doing bag checks, but you have on this blueprint security metal detectors and luggage x-ray. Well, Alright, so have you guys ever taken a Disney cruise? Never. Nope. I have. Okay, so, so. Uh, I've only been on one as well, but um, it's now that I've, I've talked to enough people that have been on Disney cruises, it's kind of like a common theme now that uh, they go to these uh, ports that uh, it 
you're you're lucky if you can get dropped off onto a, a boat that takes you somewhere really beautiful but in general the ports themselves are kind of questionable with a lot of vendors and and uh riff, riff raff that you have to kind of wade through you know what i'm and saying Cuban cigars yeah and so hey, yeah here let you know let me uh um do your child's hair that kind of thing and mm. um anyway uh so the trend is hey i'm spending all this money for this disney cruise the heck with that i'm staying on the cruise ship and you know i'm taking full advantage of this expensive cruise that i'm doing and i'm gonna stay on disney cruise well that's I what kinda, i did to nassau yeah so yeah we did too we stepped off nassau literally for 30 minutes said screw this we're going back on the ship and we just you know enjoyed the ship um so yeah i had a shot at senior frogs okay yeah, there you go <laughs> Well, I don't, Galaxy's Edge is uh, far from being, uh, you know, um, going to be a, a yucky place to, to hang out. But as far as crowds go and also as much as you're going to be expanding at this hotel, <laughs> I wonder how many people are just going to say, no, I'm staying at this hotel. Entertain me, Disney. You know, um, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out as far as what kind of clientele they get and what they intend to do. Well, they intend to charge a lot of money, I'm guessing. You're right. Mm. I'm just reading the the website California Coaster Kings and Southwestern side primarily form of transport between the hotel will be via buses, which should come as no surprise. Right. You, now what's on California Coaster Kings is a lot more detailed. Um so I, I'd take a look at it, um, but these rooms are not very big, by the way. These first or these second class rooms or whatever. Oh, regular cabins. They're not calling it second class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I would be. Yeah, the, the regular cabins are not very big from what I can see on these blueprints. Um. But once again, these are only blueprints, and they were apparently taken from Florida Water and Power, maybe? Where did they find these? Uh, new permit filed on 9th for the wastewater sewer system sheds more light onto the project. Ooh, what if they do treat it like a cruise ship and they you have excursions? Like, hey, who's signed up for the, uh, you know, we're going to go to the uh, Batu... Um whatever tour this whatever and then they take you on there and there it's like a little tour like a vip tour guide thing that'd be interesting mm, anyway, i could see that i know for i just i just know it's going to be <laughs> super super duper expensive but anyway okay uh dave what are your thoughts on star wars hotel all i'm thinking is i wish i'll be able to able to see it but i know when the time comes around i'm not going to be able to afford it so i'm just kind of shutting down with it now every time i hear no news about it it's just not going to be in my price range so all right so let's get something that will be in your price range <laughs> green um, milk <laughs> no we're, we're leaving star wars land and we are exiting hollywood studios right out to the front doors where the skyliner was announced to be opening in 2019 um, fall 2019, because why not? Um, now, my only thing about that is there's already cables being run 
on the uh, the Skyliner as it stands right now. So the Skyliner date of t fall 2019, I think, seems a little slow to me. But I know a lot of like the uh, load houses are not complete. Um, not a whole lot to be said on that. Um, anyone have any opinions on the Skyliner other than, yes, I know it doesn't have air conditioning. Uh, so they finally, uh, released a picture of it. Uh, I or not a picture of it, but a picture of what it's going to look like. A concept, yeah. It doesn't you know, have uh, air conditioning? No, they it actually, not. Uh, they got a picture of the, they got a actual gondola at D23. What oh, did are they? they thinking? Yeah. It has air cooling. Yeah, I'll send a link to the group. So these Skyliner buckets... So they have fans. ...have no. air cooling, forced air cooling, which, based on the motion of the uh, Sky Coaster, should be close enough to keep you cool. I don't know. I don't ba know. Basically, as as the thing is moving, it's going to be producing cold air or air going through it. It's not going to be air conditioning per se. But, but it's gonna, there's going to be something to cool it off. Yes. Allegedly. Okay. Well... I think with in this day and age, with all the technology, I think there better be I'm something. Otherwise, people are going to uh, riot. But I'm excited about it. You know, every time you go and you see uh, more uh, stuff being added for it, you know, you can you were essentially watching it go up over these last uh, year, last two years or so, and I'm excited to uh, see what what it's going to look like and just ride on it after just. Uh, being at all the resorts that it was at and seeing it in the parks. Yeah, I'm I'm jazzed up for this. Okay. I mean this small I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like an actual like big gondola with like 20, 30, 40 people can fit in this thing. What are we talking twelve, I think? It looks like Yeah. Like I was thinking like a gondola you see like in a the Swiss like Alps the James big Bond kind yeah, of movie. Yeah. But no, it looks <laughs> like a like the old Skyliner used to have at Disney World that closed in 1999. Maybe not. Yeah, that, that's maybe everyone not that small. misses. No one missed that. No one missed it until about left. Anyway. No. <laughs> um, Jeff, anything on the Sky Skyliner? Yeah, I've done a lot of research on this. I've probably sent you guys links off and on, but um, it's the exact photocopy of uh, one that has rolled out in different places around the world. Um, uh, yeah, you were right. It's there's no air conditioning. Um, there was a miss. Somebody had misread it early on. It's a it's little a little c, which stood for it's a German company. It's, it stands for air circulation. So um, Disney knew that they're just gonna give it a shot, I think. But but I did find a place in somewhere in um, somewhere really hot. <laughs> That's all I remember. At a fancy hotel that has uh, this as an attraction, um, and they have these uh, the exact same design, and they have air conditioning units mounted to the bottom. So I think there's still hope that there's a little module that you can kind of attach to it. Like if Disney, in a year or so, they realize, well, we gave that a shot, now let's add these little air conditioners on here. I don't. I mean, I, I just know. I know it's possible by seeing that. So. I, it's just probably not very cheap, so we'll see how it goes. But anyway, the uh, it's interesting. Uh, it, I don't know if you guys watch any of the IAPA footage. 
international amusement, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, my friend was there. Yeah, so uh, Tim Tracker uh, goes every year and he does uh, a vlog. Um, his first day one vlog, uh, he saw the vendor had the exact uh, uh, car, um, gondola car, whatever you want to call it, um, there. So you can kind of, if you want to watch his video, you can kind of see the exact thing we're getting. Um, so, it, you know, I also was told if you do the math, the max time you should be in one of these is five minutes, mm -hmm. um, which who cares? You're going to get a little breeze. It's five minutes and you're, you're there. I think it's the, the Until what it gets if. Stuck. Yeah, it's the what if scenario. Like, <laughs> you well, know, if you get so, stuck on if you get stuck on the monorail now, you you don't have air conditioning. Yeah. So what's the difference? Good example. Um, well, these kind of stuck won't be. Uh, I, I don't imagine. I'm not imagining stuck. I'm imagining like an e stop or something where they have to like, whoa, 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 this thing's going a little bit too fast, or oh, this person needs a little more, whatever. And then it's like it just doubles your time, 10, 15 minutes in this thing, and. You know, whatever it, you know, they're gonna sort some stuff out. Probably, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not. A, I think I'll do it once, <laughs> kind of like a, and I'll probably end up treating it like monorails where I don't ever want to get on it ever again. But, um, anyway, it, it, it's a cool concept though. Well, you could actually take the Skyliner to the next thing that uh, Disney talked about at the D23X or destination, wherever the heck they are. Uh, oh, D23's Destination D. Um, Bob Chapek once again shared a sneak peek of what's to come for Disney's Riviera Resort. This mm. is the newest Disney Vacation Club property, and it is currently under construction adjacent to the Caribbean Beach Resort, which is actually interesting because they had to murder some of the Caribbean Beach buildings to make this. Um, this is the 15th DVC property and is projected once again to open, anyone want to guess it, Fall, Fall of 2019. <laughs> um, design is inspired by European grandeur. Walt Disney has, uh, 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 yeah, that's that's all that is. We have another date of fall of 2019. There is some artist renderings, um, but you know, that's that's all there is to that. Meh. Yeah, I'm very meh on this one. So unless if anyone has anything. You know, earth shattering. We're just gonna move on. So it's wait. It's definitely it's definitely a DVC uh, resort. Yeah, that's the way I read it. Like partly, well, partly thing. Yeah, that's what I thought it was gonna be a DVC. Um, the from the roof, um, I'm told the idea is gonna be that you'll be able to see all three major fireworks uh, from that rooftop uh, lounge or restaurant, whatever it's gonna be. Um. I'm really curious how this whole DVC. I know you're getting ready to announce the other DVC announcement, but no, I'm not. Okay, we're, go we're going to Epcot. Well, early later on, you'll probably mention it. But basically, you can take the uh, gondola there. Yeah, that's why we're going to Epcot. We're on the gondolas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm curious how DVC sales are gonna go mount up when you have all this stuff happening all at once. It's probably their worst nightmare, but. Yeah, anyway. but when it's all said and done, you're still buying DVC at Caribbean Beach. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, these are I haven't seen That's the DVC. That's the Bedbug Resort. <laughs> my friend, my my friend who was a cast member down there who worked for housekeeping told me that was the dirtiest one to 
of all the, of all of the resorts. Well, that's why they that's burned him down. They, one. You you heard Chuck? He said they murdered him. They murdered all the houses and putting mm -hmm. up this new brand new shining tower. Yes, well, not all. Of they them. have more bed bug <laughs> cases than any other uh, rest uh, not restaurant uh, hotel on property, from my understanding. But you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> I'm getting on that gondola again. Gondola. Gondola. So we're getting back on the gondolas, and we're going to Epcot. Uh, I guess that kind of works. We are going over to Epcot, where there were a couple of decent-sized announcements, question mark, um, for the Epcot, Pavil Epcot Pavilion, Epcot Park. So for starters, coming to the France Pavilion, um, there will be a brand-new Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Uh, it will not replace the current Impressions Day France, but will be run in the same theater, just at different times. Um, over in the Canada Pavilion, however, they will update the current film from O Canada to O Canada. Hopefully not without Martin Short. Weren't they supposed to do that with the Chinese movie, too? I think so, but, you know, everyone's kind of been quiet about that for some reason. Um, but it, it does make sense that the two Circle Vision 360 you know films what it is? are being replaced. You know what it is? What's they're that? Making it, they're making more of an intimate uh, O Canada movie. They're going to call it O. O Canada. <laughs> o H Canada as opposed to the letter oh. O Canada. Ah, I see. Oh. I see what you did there. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Bob also revealed that the Ratatouille experience under construction at Francis Pavilion will be called Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And that's the latest update since construction began last year. So we have two new movies coming to World Showcase. But the big news coming out of Epcot is Disney has announced a new nighttime spectacular called... Uh, wait, what? A Celebration of Disney Music? Is that right? Yeah. I thought I read that was Epcot Forever. No, Epcot Forever is the, uh, is the uh, buffer between Illuminations... Ow. And uh, the new one. The new one's uh, coming out in like 2021, I think it is. 2020. Or, or 2020. And okay. This, and then this one's coming out just for, I, I, bet you, I bet you no floats, nothing like that, so while things are under construction. Okay, so uh, the Disney, a celebration of Disney music is the permanent replacement? That's what I think, yeah. Okay, yes. All right, so it's just one or the other. Strangely. So the the first announcement that I should have read is Disney is has announced that the buffer between Illuminations and um, whatever they I just said a celebration of Disney music is going to be called Epcot Forever, which will debut. Anyone want to take a guess as to when? Fall, Fall of 2019. Fall of 2019, and will feature classic Epcot tunes. Um, so think Imagination Bathrooms. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, the new nighttime spectacular is the one that is going to be called the celebration of Disney music and will show how Disney music inspires people around the globe and will feature large floating set pieces, custom built LED panels, kites with special effects, choreographed moving fountains, lights, and pyrotechnics and lasers. So basically, um, illuminations for music. Epcot is basically becoming IP and territory all over. 
Yeah, except for fall of 2019 when it becomes Epcot Forever, which is basically in memoriam. It's so basically killing Epcot is their thing. It's the wake of Epcot. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Anyone have any thoughts on this? Yeah. I'm excited about Epcot Forever. I'm not excited about I Death care to Epcot. Less. I mean, I want to go see it, but I'm not like pissed off or happy or I'm indifferent. <laughs> I was looking at some pictures from uh, Destination Three, and um, you know, if I ever saw Bob Chapek in the parks, I wish I would want to like come behind him with a dish towel and just like start polishing his head. <laughs> you know, because I swear he be probably fine, right? he probably had to. Uh, what was that thing? Um, he probably had to stick it like Homer Simpson. He was probably sticking his head in the uh, ball polisher for uh, <laughs> because it's quite shiny in these pictures on uh, for D, for Destination D. Dave, you clearly got the message from the uh, the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last news story that we're going to cover today, providing no one has anything nice to say about Epcot, Disney has announced a new 900 hotel room um, resort, I guess, drug rehab facility called Reflections. The dumbest damn name. This is this going. One I didn't hear about. Wow. Okay, this is going to be built on the carcass of River Country. This... Is it appropriate to say carcass? Yeah. Okay. Uh, of River Country and will be the newest DVC Villa Hotel. Because why not? Um, this resort experience will be a celebration of Walt Disney's lifelong love and respect for nature with some fun and even surprising accommodation types that families will find irresistible. It will give our members and Watch guests... houses. Yeah. It will give our members and guests yet another opportunity to stay close in proximity to all the newest attractions experience in our... Excuse me. To all the newest attractions and experiences in our theme parks and with the flexibility, value, and world-class service families expect from Disney. The word value confused me. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I... Welcome to the newest DVC hotel. I... The the killer the killer deal on this hotel. I wasn't too excited about it either. But the killer deal is I've, I've heard they're going to get their own dedicated entrance. So um, none of that mess with trying to get in and out of um, Port Wilderness campgrounds. You'll have a direct access to this resort. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to add another boat. Probably. Drop off. Great. <laughs> yeah. So now you have to figure out a different color flag for where you want to go. <laughs> they'll, they'll resurrect the uh, Steamboat Willie whistle. <laughs> this one. Um, yeah, this is kind of exciting. You know, an, another hotel, but it's at the same time, it's another DVC hotel. Disney is going to saturate the the market, I think, with uh, DVC rooms. And they're not going to be able to sell them, which will be great for people that want to stay on cash. Have you tried to book a... Uh, well, you're not DVC. As a but... non-DVC member, no. <laughs> it, it, I tried to do... So 
just this week, you know, um, half of us are DVC owners, but um, I thought, yo, I forgot to do spring break. do to do I'm going to go do spring break. Nothing. There's, there's freaking nothing unless you want to get like a two bedroom and use like three years of your points. <laughs> and th this, what is that? November, December, January, February, March. It's like four months away for me. So it is, it's rough. Um, it's really rough to try to do a week long stay. Um, now we don't and keep in mind. One of the caveats is we don't ever like to change rooms. So that that's a week long stay with only availability for not moving. So anyway, tough you got to plan ahead yeah i mean not a dvc member this doesn't excite me but i'm sure it excites some people not me eh, okay so dave <laughs> you're now man. up to speed on the destination d event what are your thoughts um i don't think they gave too much information out you know i think it's uh Destination D is a um, what's the what's the word um, an afterthought to the D twenty three convention. You got to throw some people some things, but you know well, I'm really not impressed. I'm not really not impressed with what came out of it. They could have actually titled this event "Coming in Fall of 2019." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, fall is anywhere between September and September twentieth like and uh, like no, in December twentieth. Twenty December twentieth. Yeah, pretty so much. September, so almost September, like four, almost four months. They're gonna throw everything that that week before Christmas, so people can be running around to yep. take so, to try everything else. That way, people will uh, deflect a crowd from Galaxy's Edge as much as they can. And they're gonna like wait till like the last day of fall for Galaxy's Edge. And I'll be nowhere near there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey, okay. uh, Chuck, it looks like one fell through the cracks. Um, uh, don't doesn't surprise me. I've, I found something that'll uh, really suck the crowds. Um, <laughs> what? And it involves <laughs> Mickey. Oh, please be my guest. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh That's boy! That's right, Paul. <laughs> it says coming January eighteenth to September thirtieth. Um, join the fun of Mickey and Minnie's no. surprise no. celebration at Magic no. Kingdom Park. No. Yes. No. Mickey no. and Minnie's surprise <laughs> celebration no. will feature new food, merchandise, and entertainment, including a new dance party. Um, and that's, and my thing just crashed. I just learned the words to the Vamos song. No, <laughs> you can't do this to me. Well, now you're going to have more words to learn. <laughs> that song is just so darn catchy, and no, this is not fair. Vamos, vamos. Yeah. Tomorrowland is here today. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it yeah, says new Jeff food, so well, new food. Day. It doesn't say what it is, but that'll be something mm. else to look forward to, I guess. Well, you know, they are. I will say this: we need to get Dave back to wrapping uh, on Christmas. Um, the I will say that I was telling somebody else this. This is the first time I think that I 
noticed that Disney was ready to go with all their um, um, all their announcements. The minute every time he announced something live, they were blasting it, and they had their own live blog going. And I don't think I've ever seen that before. It's like they're trying to uh, don't they do jump, with, jump don't the they bloggers. No, they don't normally do it that. They literally was rolling out pictures and long uh, drawn out, as well orchestrated, long drawn out art articles about everything um, the minute they were saying it, the minute he was saying it. I mean, these bloggers were um, trying to take pictures of stuff on the stage and the exact same full uh, resolution picture was being released <laughs> by Disney at the exact same time, so it's no point but in us. why invite... From yeah, bloggers for the media event. What's what's the purpose? Yeah, so no, they all complain about not getting invited. Yeah, yeah the, but they you don't know, have to invite them then. They probably should be confiscating cameras, to be honest with you. But you know, phones and stuff. But if they really want to hold that down, but they really this is just a big marketing thing, in other words. So I'm sure they saw some cool stuff, though. I have friends that were there, and there was some cool insider stuff over the weekend, but panels and whatnot but no anyway. pictures of it yeah sorry no no it's fine because I, I definitely did miss that i saw it and i went oh yeah look at that and then just kept going um <laughs> so Something d23 is now over or destination d is now over our next big event is april i think jeff when's d23 Oh, it's uh, actually they pushed it back to August again. Oh, okay. So the next big announcement is coming in August when <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Oh, wait. So what you're saying is fall of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. This episode brought to you by a calendar. <laughs> Can we actually call uh, this episode fall of 2019? Coming in fall of 2019. Yeah. I like that. I like it. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. But do you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to say that, use that segue. Um, nope, not doing it. Uh, Kyle, do you know what today is? You better because we already talked about it. Mickey's birthday? It is Mickey's birthday. Oh boy. And it is Thanksgiving <laughs> week. So the challenge for this evening as we wrap up tonight's show is going to be twofold. Uh -oh. As we have in years past, please come up with something that you are thankful for within the greater Disney community, uh, the greater Mickey Mouse uh, empire, as it were. But also, because it's Mickey's birthday, we would be much remiss to not say what thing, what thing we are thankful for for Mickey. It could be Mickey-shaped food. It could be Mickey Mouse cartoons. It could be literally anything. So that's what we're going to ask for for this year's Thanksgiving what Mickey thing you are thankful for, and what Mickey Empire thing you are thankful for. Any questions? <laughs> Probably later on. Well, very good then, Kyle. You're up first. Well, son of a... Hey, anyway. <laughs> All right. Mickey thing I'm thankful for. Crap. Um, ooh. I believe it's on I-4. It's as you're driving to the Disney Parks... Actually, I think it's a little it's a little on the west side of, of Orlando. It's a power lines, and one of the power line structures is a Mickey shape, Mickey ear shape. And I know that when I was younger, we saw Mickey's ears. We were in Disney World. 
Yay, happy. That was cool. Um, the Mickey Mouse Empire is basically just Mickey Mouse being as entertaining as he is. Back when I was younger, you know, Disney Disney Channel used to be a premium. And about once or twice a year, they do like a month preview. I saw I saw Mickey Cart got saw got to see Mickey cartoons, which is kind of like a treat. And I still think them as a, as a treat because they are so fun, entertaining, and I do love the new Mickey Mouse cartoons animation and all. Very good. The end. Jeff, what about you? So, uh, you know, I was thinking about that when, when you brought this topic up uh, today. And uh, you guys remember Pal Mickey? I don't know if you were going to the parks during then. Um, was not going to the I parks, was not but I do either, remember. But I know of him. Well, before there was a Duffy the Bear, there was Pal Mickey. And it was literally, it was in the first two years we started going, um, we came across Pal Mickey. And at first, it was this outrageously expensive $50. Uh, you know, robotic Mickey that you attach to your belt or, you know, give your kid and hopefully they didn't lose this $50 thing. Um, but it was super advanced. It had all this technology built into it. It had radio frequency. Uh, would it communicate to you it, and you'd press it and it'd tell you jokes, kind of like Kyle. It's like, like a Kyle with a Mickey form. And, so is um, it like a Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah, it really was. I mean, he I didn't move his mouth. Can I hang out on your belt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he, he didn't oh, move his mouth a, a blink? No, he didn't. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He wasn't that. So he would. You didn't have to put he, a cassette in him. Right. Okay. You didn't have to do any, you know, just slap some batteries in him. But um, so basically, uh, he communicated all kinds of stuff. They would tell you, hey, you know, there's a parade starting. Hey, um, you know, don't miss out on such and such. Uh, this is before FastPass, too. So it's kind of giving you a schedule. And, but. It would keep the kid uh, entertained uh, for those weird, those long times uh, in lines and whatever. Um, and but I really liked it because it bridged my love of Mickey Mouse uh, when I was growing up um, to to the new love of Mickey Mouse in the theme parks because we were so new to the theme parks. And I mean, I ended up loving it so much I got my own. <laughs> so I mounted it in my, my on my belt and everything. And as you walk in the park, he shakes. He vibrated uh, <laughs> like Hello. he's a little excited. Yeah. So you have something. Uh, so you have something in your pants that vibrates, huh? <laughs> it was mounted like on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes, oh boy. Oh. So you boy. got a mouse in your pants that vibrates. Okay. <laughs> keep, keep digging. No, it, it works. It just it just works. That's all. I can oh, say, boy. But... <laughs> oh boy. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that that was my my. Uh, remembrance of uh, mickey they uh, the modern uh what was the second one what was your second question anyway uh, the, the disney community as a whole like did disney... we get to that one yet or we're well, we doing them together we're doing them together yeah okay. yeah i but mean before you go there i just want to just want to interject one thing jeff yeah kids these days will never know the joy of putting a black sabbath cassette into a teddy ruxpin <laughs> you, you got a point there <laughs> Okay, continue. What's oh, the Black awesome. Sabbath? <laughs> well, you know, as far as Disney community goes, I mean, this Destination D thing is a perfect example. Um, and and D23 Expo, every time I go, it's, it's this huge uh, following of this 
weird iconic uh, character that was thought up on a whim. Um, and it's just amazing how he can bring so much good to a lot of people. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Fantastic. Dave, what about you? Or do you want to go last? No, I'll go. Okay. Since you, uh, since I asked you to uh, commandeer hosting anyway, so I will let yeah, the, the yeah, host go last on this one. Uh, backstory, when we were talking about our ideas for this, Chuck had such a great idea for the lead-in for the Mickey Mouse thing that I said, you know what? This is awesome. You're going to do it. And then, and then we argued I for a couple of minutes and then show. he took it over. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, but I I appreciate it, Chuck, because this weekend has just been crazy and not in a good way. So I appreciate you picking up my slack. No worries. But with that said, in terms of uh, what I'm grateful, what I'm thankful for in terms of Mickey, uh, something that a lot of people overlook and they say they're not a fan of, but I'm thankful for Disney parades. Hmm? And the reason being is, you know, uh, I'm just as much a child when I walk into walk into the parks and I like the whimsical and I like the wonder and you know when those parades start and everything I am completely starstruck I am seeing movie stars that I idolized growing up so when I see, when Mickey Mouse is out there I'm every time I see Mickey I'm just as starstruck as the first time I saw him when I go shake his hand when I get a picture with him when I get a hug from him I'm just as I'm just as starstruck not not star chuck star struck over there any of the other characters seeing i'm seeing some true celebrities you know the princesses the genie all of that it just makes me happy and just to see mickey mouse any trip that i'm at if i'm at a park and i don't see mickey mouse uh, within the first day or something it just it doesn't feel right i have to go somewhere where mickey mouse is and i just i need to get at least a glimpse of him at some point so i'm very thankful for the whole disney parade thing because it just uh, helps make the magic in terms of the uh, greater disney community at, at uh, as a whole I'm going to say, believe it or not, that uh, I'm going to get a little bit more deep and philosophical here. And I'm going to say that I am thankful for the existence of Give Kids the World Village. I um, find some great fulfillment going there and uh, giving my time there where I find the magic is just as much in the parks as it is over there. Maybe even maybe even more. The the, the magic of all the parks kind of just resonates in this place. And I just, uh, I feel like I'm actually in Disney world when I am there, the smiles of the children, this kind of, I thrive on in that way. And, uh, the work that they do, you know, some of these kids, unfortunately don't beat their illness, but a lot of them do. And a lot of them, it's because, the experience that they had over at Give Kids the World kind of just gives them hope when they go back to kind of just really uh, push and kind of fight their disease and just kind of get back to those happy places where they where they were during that during that trip. And a lot of them end up coming back invigorated and jazzed up to fight their disease after being uh, pinched and prodded constantly. And a lot of them get tired they don't want to actively participate in their treatment 
a trip to give kids the world seems to be a uh, a game changer in that and a lot of the children come back guns blazing and they're able to beat that disease and i'm very thankful that for the work that they've they've done i'm thankful for the uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the uh, inspiration that henry henry landworth had to create such an amazing place that's fantastic. We should have let you go last. Um, It'd be I, don't, joke. I don't know how I can follow that. Um, so for myself, I'm thankful for anything Mickey shaped. Mickey shaped food scientifically tastes better. It's science. Don't ask me how it happens, but anything Mickey shaped tastes better. And a little mouse that was drawn up on a whim has brought together this whole community and this whole company, basically, um, from the mind of Walt Disney to the empire that it is today, all headed by a mouse. So, but none of that would be possible without Mickey-shaped food. I'm I'm fairly certain of that. Almost definitely. Um, for what I'm thankful for for the Disney community is going to be two things um it, it it's tough to say sometimes but i am thankful for the disney bloggers and and vloggers and and whatever for as much maligned as they are they provide us all who don't get to live there with a glimpse at our happy place even though it may be frustrating at the time um they provide us with a glimpse into our happy place and a little bit of a reprieve from the doldrum lives or doldrum days or tough times that anyone may be have, having. So that is something that I think is often overlooked. Um, we use Disney as an escape, and they provide us into a daily escape. So for that, I am grateful. Secondly, um, I'm thankful for you guys. From, you know, the, the very beginning um, of our podcast, which how long has it been? Four years almost now, two years, three years. It's going to be three. It's going to be three years um, in uh, the end of. So the last weekend of uh, January. But we have yeah, been so, talking now. We've been planning this for over three years now because we started a little uh, Twitter chat on uh, in August. Yeah, so we're coming into our, our fourth year here. We've completed almost three uh, full years. And you guys are some of the best gentlemen, even you, Kyle, in, uh, in the... Good morning. In the community. Um, so, you know what? It, thank you. All of you. Oh, thanks, Chuck. And, and thank you to our listener for, for putting up with us this week um, and every week that you listen to us. So with that, we're going to wrap up today's show. But before we wrap up today's show, let's find out where we could be found on the interwebs. Jeff, let's start with you. Yeah, uh, I'd like to suck a lot of people into my <laughs> Twitter account, braindead92 at yahoo.com. <laughs> at yahoo.com. Yeah, that's a Rain weird Dead. Twitter account. <laughs> it, it happens, you know. Sometimes they merge the two. It's just that's what happens. 
Can we call a show Fall 2019 sucks? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Jeff, is uh, the Yahoo.com Twitter account the only place you got? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, just you just Google uh, Yahoo.com. <laughs> Kyle, where can you be found? First off, before I go, I, I got some. I got. I gotta be thankful for. That's the good folks over at the Boston Beer Company. <laughs> Without you guys, I couldn't get through the episodes. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. No, I'm not on Twitter. I don't do Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Yeah, that's it. Diz underscore pipe and tricky leg. Zero one. And David? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Figments Reality. Come more with Instagram because I forget Twitter even exists. Uh-huh. I can be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat, and you could find all of us collectively at the Mickey Dudes on Facebook, Twitter, and you can also find us on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You could also email us at uh, what's our email? The Mickey Dudes at gmail.com. Yeah, don't email. I, I can't remember the last time I checked that. <laughs> uh, you can email us, but we may not look at it. Actually, you know what? Can someone look at the email today, just in case? It's usually just it spam. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good then. So, with that being said, thank you all for joining us this week. We will see you all next week. And it is now Christmas time. So you know what that means?
you've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. But it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. It's Mom's making chicken and collard greens. Queens. Mom's making chicken and collard greens. Rest and stuff in macaroni and cheese. Christmas tree. Ah, oh, cramp. Dave, don't forget about the Keurig thing.